0: Nicola Everett. Hello, it's Thursday, April the 28th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay. We're going to start today with news that some victims of domestic abuse have received an unacceptable level of service and continued to be at risk because of police failings in Kent. A shocking report out today from the people who inspect police forces says investigation teams lacked capacity and capability when looking at such cases and that it was leading to serious delays well jamie has been speaking to roy wilshire who's one of her majesty's inspector of constabularies
1: in terms of kent police we found that they're they are good in some areas in fact they're outstanding in recording crime but there are areas that need improvement uh, particularly Around uh, in, in investigations, responding to the public, and managing offenders.
2: And for what reasons were those uh, were those found that they require improvement in those areas? So obviously, yeah, as you say, responding to the public, uh, how it investigates crime, and managing offenders. Why are those specifically? What? Why were those brought to your attention?
1: The one about investigations, I'd like to say from start, it doesn't mean that Kent Police are bad at all investigations. We just found. In some of the local areas, local policing, especially around domestic abuse, that some of their investigation teams were didn't have the capacity uh, and experience and capability to deal with some of the serious crimes. Now, Kent, along with all police forces, have to make some difficult decisions where to allocate resources. Unfortunately, in this case, the uh, the as I say, capacity and capability of some of those investigators wasn't quite what it could be for domestic abuse.
2: Kent Police does face some unique challenges. Uh, I know in your statement uh, you mentioned the geographical location being one of those. You know, for, what, for what other reasons does Kent Police face some significant challenges?
1: I think all policing faces uh, a significant challenge at the moment. The, the, the increase in demand, some of the way that the investigation work is done, some of the guidance from people like the CPS, and people have uh, you know, some of their own unique challenges. But in Kent particularly with the channel crossings and Brexit and the QGC on the M20. Those sorts of things really affect the resources and demands in Kent. So we do recognise that. Uh, but we also recognise with the areas of improvement, particularly around domestic abuse, that Kent have shifts and resources. they put some more experienced detectives into those teams. they put a the chief superintendent in charge of improvement. So we recognise that they are trying to improve, are improving their work in that area already.
2: And just based on the review that has taken place, what, what do Kent Police need to do going forward? Do you offer a, advice to them uh, or do you just sort of carry out the review? How does that work?
1: What we're all after is improving service to the public. So this this review is really to help them look at areas that they need to improve in. Uh, we will point out notable practice in other police forces if required. Uh, we're doing a continuous assessment process now, so we don't just go into the form. Right report and leave is now continuous assessment, so they have a false liaison lead that they can talk to, uh, and it's a we're all after the same thing. Kent Police the inspector, everyone's after the same thing. Let's improve service to the public.
0: As you'd expect, Kent Police have responded to this report out today. Deputy Chief Constable Tim Smith says the issues around crime investigation are linked to challenges they have with the number of detectives available. He goes on to say the force now has a clear plan to increase detective numbers moving forward. He also adds that they've put in place significant measures to further improve how they protect victims and vulnerable people and focus efforts on the most dangerous offenders. Do head to Kent Online to read that statement in full. We've also heard today from Kent's Police and Crime Commissioner, Matthew Scott. He's praised the force for the outstanding elements of that report, including recording crime and preventing crime. This is what he also has to say.
2: However, where there are good findings, there are some that are disappointing too. Of concern is the findings in respect of domestic abuse and the investigation of crime. Members of the public will want assurance that these findings are being given the serious attention that they deserve. Some actions have already been taken to deal with the points raised, but I await the force's improvement plan with interest, which I will scrutinise and hold the chief constable to account for.
0: Again, you can read that statement in full within the story at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today from the county, and a woman's gone on trial accused of slashing her friend with a knife six times at a birthday party in Hearn Bay. A fight's thought to have broken out over money at a house on Sunny Hill Road back in August 2020. 38-year-old Gemma Sparks, who now lives in London, denies the charges and claims she was acting in self-defence. That trial is continuing. We will, of course, bring you any updates. The parents of a young woman who took her own life in Canterbury have launched a private prosecution against her ex-boyfriend. 25-year-old Kieran Wilson, who now lives in Hertfordshire, is accused of tricking his mentally ill girlfriend into sexual activity while planning to end End their relationship. Well Isabella Goddard who was 22 was found dead in April 2019 shortly after returning to the UK from the Cayman Islands where she'd been getting treatment. The family of a black teenager from Cranbrook who was wrongly taken to an immigration detention centre is accusing police of racial profiling. The 17-year-old, who's non-verbal, went missing after being sectioned under the Mental Health Act before being arrested two days later at Euston Station in London on suspicion of fare evasion. Now He was eventually returned home, but the British Transport Police say a senior officer has reached out to his family to explore any concerns around the incident. Drivers heading between Kent and Surrey on the M25 may well have seen this. Climate change protesters have smashed petrol pumps at the Clackett Lane services. Now, they're a group called Just Stop Oil, and 35 people have been involved in the demonstration today. They're urging the government to stop new oil and gas projects in the UK. Eight shops in Gravesend have been ordered to close after a series of raids targeting businesses thought to be involved in selling illegal tobacco. It's thought to be the largest operation of its kind in the UK. Two stores on Queen Street and three on Milton Road were among those served with closure notices. We joined the police and council as they boarded up shops in the town
3: centre. I'm James Butridge, I'm the community safety unit inspector graves from Kent Police. We've spent the last few months raiding the shops, gathering intelligence and evidence to apply to a court for a closure order. So today we've served eight notices, boarded up the shops and we have a court hearing on Friday. Obviously the impact of the illegal cigarettes um, runs across many folds. Um, you've got the public health side of it which is our grounds for going to court. Um, the cigarettes are either imported, uh, i.e. duty-free cigarette, Well, the is not paid, or they're actually counterfeit cigarettes. So they're not made by a tobacco company, and they contain lots of dangerous substances. Um, In the past 18 months, there's been two school-aged children, teenage children, hospitalized by smoking these cigarettes with respiratory problems. Um, So that's our main overarching reason for closing them is public health. However, um, these shops are exploiting staff. The person working the shop will be earning 20 pounds a day cash in hand. They've often got an insecure immigration status, which means they're very vulnerable to exploitation. Um, these shops are also making thousands of pounds a week of, of uh, money which they're not paying tax on. Um, that's being fed back into organized crime groups for funding further criminal activities. And it's also undercutting local shopkeepers. You've got a legitimate business within Gravesend Town Centre who pays their business rates, their taxes, etc., and uh, they are losing money from criminal activities.
4: I'm Councillor Shane Marie Cox, I'm the cabinet member for community leisure on Borough Council.
3: I want to emphasise it's really been a partnership piece
4: of work. We're one of many agencies including our partners in Kent Police, Trading Standards, HMRC to gather the evidence of this and also engagement from the public as well. We have responded to public's concerns in this and, and uh, I've pres- this has been that result of a long campaign to do this. It, it has got to be and has only worked because the partnership has been involved. We're the lead agency because they're the ones that can serve the closure orders, but actually without that partnership none of this would have happened. We need to s- send that clear message. Eight shops is only start. If others are doing this, this needs to be the message that this is what will happen. And this is just the start of what of us using our powers, as we've done with environmental enforcement and fly tipping, uh, as we've done with ASB. This is the next stage and the next powers. We're continuing to use what we've got and all the tools we've got as partners at our disposal to make sure this activity is dealt with.
0: Well, as you heard, a court hearing will take place tomorrow to see if the stores can remain closed. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone police have uncovered a huge cannabis farm after being called to reports of a burglary in Ramsgate officers seized around 760 plants from the home on Albion Road on Tuesday night so far no one's been arrested and investigations found Kent has the biggest cash deficit for special education needs in the country it's reached 103 million pounds and bosses have described the system as a bottomless pit or data given to the Kent Online podcast, show funding has failed to keep up with demand and parents are complaining about a lack of school places and issues with transport. A care home in Margate has been put in special measures after residents were found to be at risk of drowning in a pond and falling out of windows. Inspectors visited Shotlanday Nursing Home in February following safeguarding concerns. They also found Covid was being managed poorly and residents were being stopped from visiting. We have been in touch with bosses at the care home and they say they've since made significant improvements. This is a story we've mentioned on the podcast in the past. The future of an animal sanctuary in Kent and now thousands of people have signed a petition calling for it to be allowed to stay open. Happy Pants Ranch moved to land near Sittingbourne last January but had to apply to the council to be allowed to continue operating there. We told you earlier this month that planning permission had been refused. Well founder Amy James has been speaking
5: to Jadzia from our colleagues at KMTV. A lot of people have been wanting to do a, a petition for a long time and I said like even before the planning thing and I said uh, knowing all the, the trouble we've had and I just said um, I said I'll oh, just wait until wait until we need to appeal it and then that's when we will probably do the petition I mean it'd be great if it reached 100,000 signatures and we could get it you know talked out at par- parliament but it's just a uh, yeah, it's just a support thing really because a lot of people just want to show their support.
0: Um, I know I spoke to you a few months ago but how long have you been here and kind of what's the situation been like since you moved?
5: Yeah, I mean we've only been here, um, it was last, not January, just gone the January before so we've been here just over, just over a year now um, and we had to move here pretty hastily uh, so w- unfortunately this we we sort of came here by chance uh absolute fate some very kind lady said we could use her land which we have been doing but unfortunately which we didn't envisage we've had a lot of trouble from everybody (laughs) you name it well I, i say everybody but just count the council um unfortunately the neighbors have complained a lot. There's been sort of um bogus phone calls and complaints made to the PCA, APH, Kent Police, or all sorts of things. so it's yeah, it's been a real battle. Um, and to do with the planning, all we were all we were asking for really was a change of use. so from it's currently agricultural land, um, and because we want to use it for animal rescue, we were asking for that change of use. But unfortunately, yeah, after over a year of of it being debated about, the council um, turned our decision down, which basically means we can't stay here.
0: If this petition gets what you want, what would that mean?
5: I mean, we've got to appeal it now. We've got to appeal the decision the council made um, and take it further. That's the next sort of stage. Hopefully we'll appeal it and they'll say, yeah, that's fine, you can stay. That's that's the ultimate goal, and the petition is really just a way of everyone being able to sort of show their support.
0: If, you, if the appeal doesn't sort of go your way, what will that mean?
5: Not very nice to think about, really, to be honest. Because um, we obviously we'd have to we'd have to move somewhere else. There's there's that's that's what the council are basically saying that this land is not suitable for an animal rescue, and we have to move. The trouble is, obviously, as a charity, limited funds. We we got this piece of land by chance, purely by chance. The chances of us finding somewhere else in Kent for us to put animals on that is as reasonably priced as this is, with the locality and everything like that, um, yeah, is pretty slim. And to be honest, we've we've spent we've spent a lot of money here, like maybe sixty grand here um, since we've moved here. Uh, trying to make it usable for the animals so the charity literally does not at the moment have the funds to just say oh okay we'll just move so i think if we had to move i just, I just really don't know what would happen i think we'd just go under because i just i, I can't see I can't see an option unless I win the lottery, literally. (laughs)
0: As you can probably hear in the background there, the ranch is currently home to around 400 animals, including 120 cockerels. Two park and ride sites in Canterbury could be moved as part of plans to improve transport in the city. It's after councillors gave the go-ahead to mothball the current facility on Sturry Road for the next two years, following a drop in passenger numbers and to save money. The new Dover Road and Windcheap stations could be relocated to boost economic growth. In the area. Staying in the city and if you head to the website today you can see rather dramatic pictures of a crane that's collapsed at a building site. It happened this morning on New Dover Road not far from the University for the Creative Arts and our reporter Joe Wright is there.
6: It's about probably 20 metres high and the crane has um, collapsed. It's Sort of hanging down, and um, the tip of the crane is touching the floor. Um, so it's been—it's a, a proper collapse. Um, it's, the construction site is for McCarthy Stone Development. Um, it's going to be a retirement complex, uh, 50 beds. Um, construction has been going on for about half—about half a year. And um, that crane um, was put up in the past couple of days to begin sort of the uh, the main construction work. Um, but now it's, it's toppled over. Um, McCarthy-Stone say no one was injured um, as a result of the, the incident. And there are lots of people there throughout the day surveying the damage and um, sort of Making sure no one walks onto the site. Um, There's also people uh, in high vis jackets um, at the University of Creative Arts campus, um, which the crane almost um, toppled into, but thankfully it didn't. Um, And at the moment it's just sort of staying in its warped state, um, and there's no construction work happening at the site.
0: Kent Online reports. Around £10,000 of damage has been caused to a play area in Gravesend just weeks after it had been refurbished. Images on Kent Online today show new equipment at King's Farm vandalised. The local council's promising to repair the damage as soon as possible. Also on the site today you can see the latest pictures from Margate where Sam Mendes is continuing to film new movie Empire of Light. Dozens of actors dressed as mods and skinheads have been riding along the seafront on mopeds to shoot scenes. The film is set in and around a cinema in the 1980s and stars olivia coleman and colin firth more celebs have been in town kate moss and vivian westwood have been to visit the new tracy emin exhibition the artist has opened a journey to death at the Carl friedman gallery which documents her recovery from bladder cancer around 800 people turned up for the launch event and finally today a gravesend woman who's known as the laughing accountant is set to represent the uk at the world laughter championships jenny jones has previously appeared on britain's got talent and also runs laughing yoga classes and it was a friend who encouraged her to enter
7: (laughs) i've got a friend of mine who is called the laughter man so he's a laughter man and because i do laughter yoga he's one of the laughter yogas as well Yogis. And he said to me, oh, Jenny, there's a competition going. Would you like to apply for it? I was like, OK. So we had to record our laughter, send it to them. And then they decided who would go to the represent in the heats for UK. Okay. So I did it. And I, I wasn't too sure what to expect. I thought, well, I'm going to laugh, isn't it? Because with laughter yoga, you don't tell jokes. It's real natural laughter. So the first introduction, I just had to laugh for a minute. Then the second one, you had to introduce yourself and then do your most despicable laughter. <laughs> so you had to do that. And then the third one was very strange. They gave me the picture of a lampshade and I had to laugh at the lampshade. So the way, only way I could do that, Sean, you see, there's an art to this. I had to pretend the lampshade was somebody funny that I know. You no, know, I was thinking of um this guy, well, this celebrity Peter Andre. You know, is somebody that I really like, and I was laughing because I think Peter Andre in a lampshade. Okay, right. You're seeing a mysterious girl. Okay, and I'm, it's a bit random. It's a... <laughs>
0: that hasn't made you chuckle i don't know what will very best of luck to jenny when she goes through to those world laughter championships next month kent online sports Cricket and former Kent captain and new managing director of England, Rob Key, has named his new test captain. Ben Stokes takes over from Joe Root, who stepped down earlier this month after a poor run of just one win in 17 games. Where well, the all-rounder was effectively the only option, but Rob says that didn't matter.
3: Even if there was, if there was loads and loads of other people he's the best one to do it by a long way at the moment. The time is absolutely right for Ben Stokes to be the one to come in. If you had other guys who you might think, are oh, they natural leaders, Ben Stokes will be the best of that group as well.
0: Staying with cricket and Kent will be hoping for their first win of the season as they travel to take on Yorkshire in the county championship. Two defeats and one draw so far has left them near the bottom of the Division 1 table. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also get access to the Ad free Kent Online premium site. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And whilst you're on the site today, you can read our latest Eat My Words review. Our reporter, Cara Simmons, has been to check out a new Thai eatery at Lock Meadow in Maidstone. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group